Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uninstalled Podcast. Uh, as always, I am your uh, the first person talking, Tyler. Joining with my two uh, second and third people talking, Justin and Vincent. Of course, I'm third. Save the best for last, absolutely. Technically, you just went second. I just went second. Damn it. And your third, Justin. Yeah, so... Uh, well, you dick. We're back after a uh, short hiatus because uh, Justin went on a cruise... No, I didn't. Oh, you, I'm sorry. You went to New York. <laughs> yes, that was. I'm sorry. That was the the, 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 uh, the vacation before that one. How was your trip? It was a blast. I took my son with me. Uh, his you have a ma- son? I had no idea. Yeah, that, that silence that Justin. That gave was a joke. I, I I knew he had a son. All right, continue. <laughs> no, I t- he got to go with us this this time, and his big goal uh, was to meet Spider Man. Because he had played Spider-Man on the PS4. And I told him, as he was playing, I was like, well, that's where we're going, buddy. We're going to New York. And he said, so we'll get to see Spider-Man? And I was like, yeah. Sure. Probably. If, if Spider-Man's like, you know, a 34-year-old man from Ukraine. This one was <laughs> from Mexico. Oh, good. Well. He had a very Spanish accent. <laughs> Me almost Spider-Man. <laughs> but. Five dollar for a picture. Nonetheless, Eli was thrilled when he saw him, ran up to him, started getting pictures, doing poses the whole nine yards. So it was mission accomplished in, in Dad's book. For yeah. me, I feel like I was like, hit that one out of the yeah. park. Accomplished parent right there. Right. Uh, Vincent and I have also been to New York before. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we, we, won't, we won't get into the whole story again, but uh, just talking about pictures, we were in uh, Times Square and it was like Cookie Monster and Elmo and like some Power Rangers oh my walking gosh, around. Yeah. And I don't remember if we took pictures with someone or No, we didn't because we were about to and then they asked for money and they were like, Nope and then just walked away. And I think we like sniped pictures anyway. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> yeah. They and really don't like that. Yeah, they're, they're like not if, a fan. You, if they will chase you away if you're if they see you taking pictures and you don't plan on tipping them, it is it's like um What's the word? The uh, uh, where it's just simply not allowed. Boy, this this makes for great radio, doesn't it? I it tell does. you, everyone's just definitely enjoying this podcast while Justin is thinking and providing it's, silence. What do you mean? Like it's illegal? Yeah, but it's enough. It's like uh, another word for it. Anyways, it's it's it's, it's not frowned allowed. upon. To okay. Say the uh, least. Okay. There we go. Yeah, they didn't. I don't. I don't know if they really caught it, but you know, I got robbed. Taboo. That's Tabo, the word I was looking yeah, for. Okay. Um, one of my favorite board games, by the way. Anyway, really so the reason we're all kind of uh, rambling without a real topic is because this week we figured we just got to give you guys an update on us. Because we, we know everyone that listens to this podcast must really care cares about, us. about us. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the point, right? They're, right. they're supporting us, so if we want to talk about ourselves for once, we're allowed to. Well, yeah, absolutely. So the problem is we're all really boring, and we don't have a lot going on. <laughs> we, we've, had, we've, we've been away for two weeks now, yes. so I guess we have a little bit to put talk together about. six weeks of human life to talk about. Something uh, like that. We should be able to fill an hour, right? Uh, well, well, let's find out. Let's see. So, Vincent, recently this weekend, you did a what now? I did a murder mystery show. Yeah, I went Wait, down you to... you performed? I did, yes. I was actually the the, the person who died. Um, like, right away? Uh, no, I mean, a little bit, and then eventually I died. Uh, so it wasn't like, hey guys, dead. Like, no, I actually, like... So let me ask, like, five how minutes. did you die? Were you murdered? Uh, yes, I was murdered. Uh, there was a uh, pain 
uh, killer solution that was in the mask I had. It was Masquerade Ball that killed me, and then I became the detective, um, and that was pretty fun. Well, like, so hey, you, that... you were killed by ibuprofen. Essentially, like, just, yeah. Well, okay. Boy, what a crap. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was fun. It was in West Virginia in the middle of friggin' nowhere in a casino. Um, I was probably out there with you. You, you I probably, were? probably drove right past you. Oh, well, you know what? I did see someone flip me off, so that would make sense. <laughs> that was the killer. I <laughs> <Like, laughs> got him. So, how often do you do these murder mystery shows? Uh, just kind of whenever I can, but I am doing um, another one here in a couple weeks. Actually, before another wedding I have to do, um, your cousin's wedding so yeah um <laughs> vincent is going through the whole reinhardt family to do weddings for but uh is that so how exactly are all the murder mystery shows that they follow the same plot is it always like oh um may west is always the killer or is it actually like can is, is it always different does that make sense like no. a lot of shows like a play right yeah if we were to go see the lion king play it always, it's always the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got the same plot all the time. It's probably got yeah. the same people singing. With Murder Mysteries, is it always different? Uh, Murder Mystery has different scripts, but it is going to be the same outcome. It's already written out. Now, leading up to uh, The Killer, there can be things that can kind of happen um, that are just kind of like all over the place. But uh, for the most part, yeah, you, um, it's pretty straightforward on uh, who dies and who the killer is. So, I guess my question... Is there any improv? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of improv. I improv a shit ton yesterday. Give okay. us give us an example of some of your improv. Yeah. Okay, so, when people say, oh my god, you do improv, you can say something on the spot. That's not how... I mean, is that it, not what we're doing yeah, right that's here? Literally, okay, it's this actually, is, this yeah, literally... We are essentially is, just doing improv, yeah. So, fine. what you're telling me, Vincent, is we are right now just as effective as the people that are getting paid to do what you do? Yes, but see... Why aren't we getting paid to do this? We, we are. We're, we've made what? 18 cents. <laughs> 18 cents on the dollar. Six cents apiece. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, that's hey, money money in the bank right there. Hey, I'll take it. So, uh, something else kind of interesting that we've kind of been into. What did you accomplish recently, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, so I uh, I got LASIK. Yes, you did. Yes, you I actually did. got LASIK done. Luckily, the fan art that Michael has drawn up up to this point has not included you wearing glasses. I know. He, so we don't have to change it. You know what's you know really funny? Before he drew that, he I did not tell him I was getting LASIK done. So he knew ahead of time. Mike, if you listen to this... You're a freaking psychic. We're going we're gonna to have to talk. <laughs> we're we're going to have to bring you into the FBI to test you. No, but... Uh, no, technically I'm a... Uh, I'm a modified human now. I've been uh, surgically modified. I'm kind of like the Kim Kardashian of Ohio. If you so, think about it. Yeah, but I'm, I'll be completely I'm honest with you. I'm just as attractive. Do you have a sex video out? I mean, if you, if you look hard enough. <laughs> we could ask Annie. Yeah. So, um, no, so I had LASIK done, uh, not like yesterday, Friday, but the, the Friday prior to that. Yeah. And boy, uh, it's an experience. So what happens is you go in. This and I'm I'm gonna go through the whole uh, LASIK experience here because we have uh, still 53 minutes to kill. Well, well, your experience is a little unique because you forgot a very important step. Well, hold on, hold on. Let yeah, me, but I'm I'll, I'll let get you there. Tell the so story. So uh, the first thing you do is you kind of walk in. You go into the office, make a you know schedule an appointment, uh, go in. I I, I went to uh, I won't name drop yet. 
If people, if you would like to know where I went, because I did have a very pleasant experience, uh, just DM me on Facebook or text me or whatever else. Um, anywho, so I went to a uh, a place that was in Blue Ash, Ohio. Uh, the staff there was super duper nice. I went in and basically they give you a free eye exam. Mm -hmm. They, uh, fun fact, your eyes, like when you look at someone's eyes, you can't tell. They look perfectly round, but they're they're very lumpy. Yeah. Your eyes are like... Gross. It's like a horror movie kind of like lumpy. Oh, good. So they take a couple um, dozen scans of your eyes and different with different machines and variations and stuff. They don't do the air test. The, uh, like the, the, the air puff in your eye test, which is very nice. Um, I actually opted in, something for, opted in for something called Contora, which was basically a... Um, Harry Potter spell. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Wingardium Cantora. Um, I, I guess that makes your eyes look up. <laughs> your, your eyes pop out of your head and float, float up. You guys are nerds. I know. So, um, no. What? So what happens is they do all these measures, measurements of your eye and stuff, and then if you opt, if you basically you have to be uh, selected. You have to be a good candidate for LASIK. Okay. And then, and once if you're if you're a good uh, candidate for LASIK, then they test you if you if you're uh, interested in Contora, uh, you can. And Contora is basically like their HD versus 4K option, so it's just like a premium. It's like you know YouTube versus YouTube Premium. YouTube itself, you know, you still get all the same content, but YouTube Premium, you pay a little extra, you get a little extra. So. And typically, uh, speaking of which, my free subscription is going to be up like this week. Oh, you have YouTube Premium? Yeah, I better That's... get on there and axe that. <laughs> I enjoyed my free four months. Thanks, YouTube. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I still subscribe to YouTube Premium just because I listen to a lot of stuff at work. But anyways, so uh, you go in there and they discuss payment options and stuff with you. But I'm sure everyone, they're not really interested in this part. They're interested in the actual procedure itself. So... Um, surgery day, you go in, um, my surgery was scheduled for one o'clock, so I was out there at one o'clock, um, but they say planned to be there for two to four hours. Just before the surgery? Before the surgery. What uh, did you do to entertain yourself? So, <laughs> nice enough that they, uh, they, they always play Disney movies in the lobby. So, my parents took me because after LASIK, uh, after having your eyes worked on, it's typically not recommended that you drive. Um, so I left work early. My parents took me up there. Uh, we were watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that'd be nice. That's yes, it bad. was nice. Um, and then they, they take you back. And this is where, uh, if you have any kind of phobia or anything about stuff touching your eyes, you may want to cover your ears for this part because it's about to get kind of intense. So they, uh, go ahead and, uh, put some numbing drops in your eye, uh, po or pre-op. And uh, you sit in a little waiting room. I actually talked to a couple other, two other people that were back there. One was just getting one I worked on. Uh, this other girl, who was way more nervous than I was, was getting uh, LASIK just like I was. So as you were walking down the hallway to your room, were there just like screams belting out from different it doors? Was, it was eerily silent, actually. Ugh. And in fact, the only thing I could hear was the LASIK machine itself, like the thing performing the surgery. The buzzsaw. And all I heard was... <laughs> And that was terrifying. Um, so this is uh, what Justin alluded to was um, they offer you an Ativan to kind of help with Ativan. your to kind of uh, help with your nerves because you know anything touching your eye is nerve wracking, especially in this 
how heavily they're interacting with your eyes. And Ativan is essentially given to turn you into an uncaring zombie. Yes. So, typically, if you get LASIK, uh, you should opt in for that. But what I didn't know is they don't give you the Ativan in-house. Yeah, you opted in for it, right? No, I wish I did. Um, I said I was interested in it, but they never actually gave me the RX or the prescription for it. So, I, uh, like, ten minutes before my, my surgery was scheduled, they were like, hey... Uh, or I was like, hey, can I get that Ativan now? And they're like, oh, um, it's down the street if you want to go get it. And I was like, is that going to delay my surgery? And they're like, well, yeah, probably you know, maybe about half an hour to 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'd rather just just get it done with at this point. You know what? I would have not opted for that. I would have been like, I'll see you in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah I'll so, see you in 30. Yeah. Well, I'm impatient. You guys know that. Uh, so I said no, and I wish <laughs> I wish I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I would have just waited the 20, 30 minutes. Anywho, so they take you back in the surgery room where there's um, the optometrist or the doctor. Uh, I'm not sure if they are an optometrist. I'm assuming they are. And then the two um, optometry assistants are the techs. You sit down in this little chair that looks like a dentist chair while this uh, basically what looks like a, a camcorder screen or like the actual like the lens of a camcorder is looking down at you. And all you can see is a green light and two red lights off to the left and right of the green light. And um, the whole surgery room goes dark. They cover, so they started with my right eye. So they cover my left eye with basically an eye patch, paper eye patch. Arr. Arr. I know. I felt very piratey afterwards. And um, they stick this little thing in your eye okay. that basically holds your eyelids apart. Because if you shut your eyes with a laser coming down at it, that'd be pretty bad. Um, so, so far, you know, nothing too horrible. Uh, it wasn't the most comfortable thing to have, have put in my eye, yeah. to be honest. Like, anything put in your eyeball isn't very comfortable. Anywho, so they start, and I'm not even sure what all they applied, but they applied, like, two or three different liquids to the top of my eye. I'm just, and they used, like, a little brush, like a, um, a, like a microfilament brush or something to, like, either clean all the debris off my eye or make sure there was no bubbles. Maybe evenly coat the liquid. Yeah, so, something like that. And then this is, okay, so this is like the uh, parental advisory <laughs> warning. So they put this suction cup over my eyeball. And the doctor's like, all right, waiting, waiting. All right, uh, vacuum is on. Um, be begin the, like, something or another. I didn't know what he said. And all of a sudden you hear, and what that sound was, was the tiny scalpel that was attached to the inside of the uh, vacuum, the the, uh, the seal, and it actually cuts a flap out of your cornea, like like right where you see that that, that black hole. Like Vincent, where you, you see. don't look so comfortable. I'm rolling my shoulders back because now, I oh couldn't my feel gosh. I couldn't feel anything. I was completely numb. Um, but uh, <laughs> for those of you who hear that, uh, we were graced with my dog's presence for this podcast. Yeah, and she's she's a, she's a good girl, but she's a little itchy right now. Yep. Uh, Vincent has fleas, if anyone didn't know. So now the dog in turn has fleas. Anywho, so the scalpel uh, cuts a flap of your cornea, and I literally watched it go over my pupil, and then come back down. Oh, so you describe what that looked like? Like it wasn't? Was it? Okay. As intimidating as it sounds, or was it just like... So, so this, this is what you got. I want everyone around the table to do this, all right? So take your pointer finger okay. and put it 
I mean, this makes for great radio. Put it right where I have it, which is like <laughs> right on the touch the top of your nose. Yeah, right. basically like right where the corner of your nose and your brow are, and just go straight across your eye, and then back. That's essentially what it looked like. So it looks like a finger going across your eye. Yeah, but much <laughs> a much a much sharper finger. So mentally, though, you knew it was a blade. Honestly, I couldn't tell. It was so dark in that room, and I was so focused, and my anxiety was like in fight or flight mode. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, they gave me two stress balls, um, and one for each hand, and I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with these? And the uh, the nurse or the technician was like, oh, you'll need them. <laughs> um, and I definitely did, because I was like, <gasps> like, they were like, like going going along with my breathing. Um, anywho, so they cut the, uh, flap of my cornea, mm -hmm. and probably the strangest part was I could still see, like, perfect, like, not perfectly fine, like, I was still blind, essentially, but I could see, like, as well as I could. Yeah. Then the doctor took a tiny pair of tweezers and peeled the flap back. Oh, see, that would have been the part that might have got me. Yeah. Like, Everything up until then is automated and great, but then you have this guy with a pair of tweezers just reaching down to your face. Yep. Mm. Um, so he peeled that back, and what was really strange was my vision was already really bad, but then it got even worse. Yeah. Um, because part of my eyeball is missing. Um, peeled the flap back. Now, do you guys in high school, do you ever remember in like science class, or maybe biology, looking at a cell through a microscope? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, um, like maybe Mr. Farish or Miss Ames oh, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, um, what's wrong, Nova? The ball's stuck. Oh, no. Okay. So, I'll continue my story here. Um, what happened was uh, these lights that I was looking at the whole time, these, these green lights, or the green and red lights, looked like cells, essentially. And... Um, the doctor's like, all right, uh, we're going to begin the procedure in a couple seconds here. Uh, it's only going to last, you know, 12 to 15 seconds. And uh, just enjoy the light show. And literally I heard... As the uh, lasers like started actually like cutting parts of my cornea out. Um, the What's really interesting is the green laser tracks your cornea. And the two red lasers are the ones that do their cutting. So if I it was freaking out and darting my eye all over the place, it would actually be able to track and still make the minute cuts that it needs to make. Whoa. Um, the thing that really sucked about that was the smell. Uh, there was definitely a burning smell. Um, whether it be just the, the laser itself um, or the burning of my cornea, I'm not really sure. Tyler got nervous and, you know, let a little... Oh, no, I out. absolutely... A little sulfur, a sulfurious <laughs> toot. I sure think you did. Um, and then literally, it, and it was like looking at a cell through a kaleidoscope as these lasers were reshaping my eye. It was, it was, it was wild. It was like I took four Ativans. Um, so uh, as this is, as all of this was happening, um, I just had to basically sit there and not move at all. And like, like the doctor said, after twelve to fifteen seconds, uh, he's like, and done. And you had to do that whole procedure twice, one for each eye. Correct. Um, so afterwards, the doctor slid my flap back over, oh. like, a, like a contact, mm. 
Um, and I could instantly see. It was the it was the most wild. I literally went in there not being able to see, and l not even 15 seconds after that the lasers had started, I could see already. It, it's just it, it it's honestly one of the most crazy things that I could possibly think of that a laser changes your vision. Yeah. Something that your body, you know, or your genetics affect. Well, you have talked me into it. It's something that I think I'm going to pursue, honestly. I'll so, about it, too. Um, it's, it is a little expensive, not going to lie. But overall, the staff and the experience itself, like, if I had to do it again without the Ativan, I would. Um, even, like, knowing what I know now, I'd honestly probably make you it a little bit. You just don't think it would be worth it? No, like, I said I would. Oh, you would get yeah, the yeah, Ativan. Yeah. No, no. Like... I would get the procedure done again without, like, if I had to get it done again without the Ativan, I would still. Oh, I see. Does that make so, sense? Oh, so, so you, you just want Ativan? Is that, is that what we're talking I mean, if you've got any. <laughs> uh, if anyone from work is listening. <laughs> but, so, anyway, so they did the same thing to the other eye, which was the worst prescription. That one took about 20 seconds. They slid that flap back over, and they said, okay, just kind of get your bearings. All the lights came back on. I could instantly see. It was a little fuzzy still, and then right after, they uh, took me, uh, the doctor took me back and kind of checked out my eyes to make sure, like, the flaps were actually in their proper spots. Did he put spots. his glove on and say, this will only this, take a second? This will only take a second. I don't know why he stuck his fingers in my ass, but, um, <laughs> but right after that, he said, what does this smell like? And I told him, and he's like, yeah, your eyes look great. <laughs> um, and uh, he hasn't been back since, everybody. Yep. No, um... But the doctor cleared me. They gave me a pair of sunglasses, and my parents took me home. Did they you? recommend you take a uh, four to six hour nap, but I couldn't sleep. I'm actually I'm not a napper. Dude, that is the best prescription. Oh my gosh, I could ever be prescribed. Sign me up. Please take a four to six hour. Okay, <laughs> you got it. I do that on my own. Yeah. I'm self prescribed actually. Um, I couldn't sleep though, just because I'm not a napper. Um, Ooh, I, I basically had to lay there for four hours with my eyes closed. Which was miserable considering that both of my dogs were like, oh, Daddy's home early from work. And they were getting in my face and stuff. And eventually they calmed down. Um, but yeah, I could see like right after. Um, I yeah. had a couple checkups. I'm already at 2015. So I can actually see better than most people can. Wait, so you're a time traveler? You went back to 2015? Yeah, it's, it's amazing if you think about it. Um, I'm amazed. Well, I can see your bright future, Vincent. What are some things you noticed in 2015? Um, like iPods still relevant? Yeah. Uh, people were, uh, they were like, what do you mean your iPod touch can't make calls? Yeah. What? Oh, mine can. Oh, what do you, what do you mean uh, VCRs are irrelevant now? Uh, what? That, that would have been DVDs in 2015. Yeah, Yeah, let's say now it's Blu-rays or smart TVs yep. or... But yeah, no, honestly, like, it's 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 an incredible experience. Um, you also got a tattoo. So... That wasn't within the last two weeks. Right. Though, but, but that was, I guess, fairly recent. Procedure to procedure, which was more nerve-wracking for you? And which one, if you had to do it again, would you do? I, okay, so I would do both again. But... Um, the tattoo, I almost passed out, legitimately. Like, I am such a baby for punishment. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, uh, I got married on May 25th, and my for my mother, uh, she's adopted. So, uh, just as something, cause I'm, and I'm an only child, too. So, I, you know, I'm pretty close to my mom, pretty close to my dad. 
And so we both wanted a tattoo and for uh, her wedding gift, because they did a lot, my mom did, my parents both did a, a lot for the wedding. Um, but I know my mom was really stressed out over it. But anywho, um, we opted to get a matching tattoo. And it's of a Celtic knot that stands for mother and son. Uh, mine is black and white and, you know, kind of gray. Um, my mom's is teal. And it, it also has my birth date on it. But, uh, yeah, we went to a little tattoo parlor down in Loveland mm-hmm. and got it done. Staff there is awesome. Uh, that's where my wife, Annie, gets all of her tattoos done. But I almost died. I was damn near close to dying. <laughs> or at least I felt like was it. Was it the pain? Yes. Or, okay. So the pain was just a little... Yes. And it's not even that sensitive an area, no. like, all, like, of all the tattoos no. to get. But, um... Yeah, it was really funny uh, when I first... It was the line work that got me. The shading wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really funny was the, um, the the nice young lady who happened to be the owner of the shop, she was the one doing my tattoo, and she called one of the assistants over, and uh, she was like, hey, you know, come over here and uh, check it. Feel his pulse. Just go ahead and, do it. Go ahead and feel that. And she uh, checked my pulse. 180 BPM. And she's like, I don't feel anything. And she's like, yeah, we're going to take a break. <laughs> And I had to kind of sit there, and they fed me, like, they force-fed me suckers. So I get my, just to, I don't, I don't, I think it was to get my blood sugar back up, but I don't think I lost, I, I don't know how you lose blood sugar. But anyways, like, I was, uh, like, cold sweats, my whole back was soaked, um, I felt numb, like, I felt like I was gonna vomit, mm. it was pretty bad. But the best part is, everyone in there thought I was hilarious, so they didn't hate me for it, and they said I wasn't the worst one, like... Because I didn't pass out, and they've had people pass out before, I guess that's... <laughs> you look over to the chair next to you, and there's, like, a 12-year-old girl getting, like, her whole back tattooed. Yeah, she's, she's, get, like, she's getting one. Great. She's getting mom with a heart and an arrow through it. <laughs> a um, whole back tattoo of that. That's, yep. a, that's a big... It, it says, like, love, peace, war. So, um, think, well, real quick, before we continue about your tattoo, think about when she gets older. Like, if she's a 12-year-old girl gets, like, a back tat, when she gets older and taller... It's going to stretch out. It's not... What is it going to say? Like, it's... It's still going to say mom, and it's going to be like, mom. <laughs> they stretch... Yeah. It's just going to be, mom. Listen, <laughs> I forgot to ask. Are you going on the kayak trip? I am. Yes. I. They actually... Uh, I was asked about that earlier. I am going on the kayak trip. So, well. I was really hoping you'd be going, because I don't know... I've not personally ever seen you kayak. How much experience do you have in the ways of the water? I actually thoroughly enjoy kayaking. I just went canoeing this past weekend. Um, By yourself? No, with some friends. And I'll be honest, I prefer kayaking over canoeing 110%. But I have lost two phones to the water. Um, Yep. Yep, I look forward to this trip. Uh, I am now very prepared because I will have a plastic baggie. Um, I will be wearing my life jacket. Oh, good. That, so, that yeah. leaves some great tan lines. Those, oh, the, yeah. Those of you that um, maybe didn't quite pick up on it, we're going on a kayaking <laughs> uh, trip soon. Um, my wife put it all together. And, yeah, she's got a big invite out. Yeah, uh, and a bunch, a bunch of people that we work with and a bunch of friends um, that we can tolerate are all going. Um, and then they invited me. Uh, literally just for comedic we, yeah, we felt really bad for Can Vincent. Can you picture Vincent, like, no shirt, but just this fat, like, life vest on? Can you imagine the tan lines that, that are going to be there? Well, I'm, I'm, imagine that you have, like, a ball of dough. And then, like, you, like, try to, for, like, like, squeeze it to your fingers and it, like, forces its way, like, between your fingers. 
That's kind of what I imagine it to look like. That's me in a life jacket. I'll, I'll be honest, um, when I do, I actually don't wear life jackets, uh, all jokes aside, in kayaking, because they're just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, they rub you raw. Well, yeah. I don't really put life jackets where it really bothers me rubbing raw, but I'm glad. Why do you put life jackets? I rub there? everything raw. Um, but mm. we're talking about cookie dough. In case anyone was wondering, <laughs> we're talking about raw cookie dough. It's a good time chocolate chip. No, I'm super excited for the kayaking trip, though. I think it's going to be a blast. I think we're all going to have a blast, and I think someone's going to tip, and I think it's going to be Justin. Well, you know what I think is really terrible? You terrifying? think I'm going to tip? I hope you tip. I hope to Justin's die. Justin's probably going to be the tipper. I hope, I hope a spider... Just that would cause me to tip. Yep, spider lands in my kayak. We're all going in. Uh, in, in. In elite speak, we call that tilted. Um, but no, so I don't remember where this, where I was going with this this last part. Uh, I was going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, honestly. Um, Vincent, how do you feel about our campaign so far? So, so again, as a little preface here, uh, Justin and I run a game for my wife, uh, Vincent. I know one of our friends, Sam. Uh, we're might we might add you know a fourth member in there, or you know change some stuff up. But anyways, so but Vincent is one of our players, and I'm just kind of curious as to uh, how everything's going. Uh, actually, the Dungeons and Dragons campaign is going pretty good. Um, Are you enjoying yourself for your first real Dungeons? And oh, Dragons absolutely, campaign? absolutely. I've had a blast. So my character, uh, I'm just getting laid down real quick. Uh, my character is a furbog which is pretty much a seven-foot-tall, giant, hairy man. So me, just a couple feet taller. And he says that, but he has almost no hair on his head. On my head, but on my <laughs> face and yeah. my chest. Yeah, you take and your back. Shirt off. And my back, I do have, I am not going to lie, I have a hairy back. But it's like splotches. I'm not sure That's why. That's even worse. I actually have, like, right, what, like, <laughs> it on It looks the, like um, Bigfoot with mange. <laughs> it actually looks like hair wings. Like, I just have, like, <laughs> like in the middle of my back, where I would imagine angel wings being it's just two patches you of know, hair. Up until that precise description, the grossest part of the podcast was you describing. Oh yeah, no hair wings the, is taking uh, the cake. The doctor peeling yeah. your eye flap away, and now hair Vincent wings. has taken the cake. Hey, there we go, taking the lead, everybody, and we still got thirty. Anyway, minutes. so Baden, uh, Baden, what? yeah, so he's a very tall um, fur bog. He uh, he talks like this, so for some reason he has a Jersey accent, and I can't tell you why. Um, I I wanted to do an accent for him, so I chose Jersey. Um, what class is Baden? So Baden is a druid. For anyone who does not know what a druid is, it is someone who is uh, within nature. Um, it can be different, several different things with Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm probably gonna make him turn into uh, certain animals. Um, so this past campaign uh, session session, we did a um. Side, excuse me, a side quest to a farmer who, not going to lie, this farmer, uh, for anyone who is from Alabama, I'm not sorry for saying this, um, sounds like they're from Alabama. And so... Farmer Green Thumb. Farmer yeah. Green Thumb. And so we get over there, uh, the whole party, and there is... Um, he's having geese problems. He's having geese problems. So we're like, all right, we'll go down and look at it. Well, I thought... Or Baden thought it'd be a great idea to, because I just leveled up, um, which means you can get new skills. So you were feeling and, good about yourself. Yeah, and I and I could transform. And he did tell me, 
And Tyler did tell me, he's like, hey, you, you can't do, I think, flying creatures, right? Yeah, at, at a certain point you can, but at level two it would be really strong if yeah. you could. But, anyways. So I did for the sake of this. Yeah. So we go to this pond, I turn into a goose. My character says, hey, I'm going to turn into a goose, I'm going to go, I'm going to get back, see what we figure out. I literally thought it was just a band of normal geese. We were wrong. Yeah, so um, <laughs> these these geese he met. Who who did you meet? The goose that you talked to? Oh, um, Dennis. It was Dennis the Menace. And it, was, it, was, it was a goose with a teardrop tattoo and an eye patch. Yes, he's a great guy. And uh, that's who Vince had talked to for the most part. And Justin uh, wasn't there. That's he was on his um, his cruise to New York. And uh, <laughs> so I was I was running it by myself, which was which which was honestly way better. No way. <laughs> Anyways, so they um, there was a special goose, and it didn't have a name. They just called him the boss. And basically, um, everyone knows Canadian geese, you know, the black and white and uh, gray ones, suck. They're mean, they're aggressive, they poop everywhere, and they're loud. Well, imagine that, but like three feet taller, and it's made of metal. It was like the and ones it breathes outside fire. of our apartment. Yes. Oh, my Tyler. gosh. Scream for help one afternoon. Yep, we're not going to get into that. Um, so, basically, Vaden uh, is like, hey, uh, the boss, like, why are you why are you causing problems? He's like, well, I hate people, because people hate geese. And he's like, well, fair enough. <laughs> like, let's stop this never-ending thing of violence. And the guy's like, nope. And went to go attack Farmer Green Thumb. Uh, the party eventually convinced the rest of the geese hey, violence isn't the answer. And uh, everyone hugged and kissed. And the hell goose was like, I'll be back to kill everyone later. So that's not exactly what happened. That's pretty darn close. So once the goose realizes that Farmer Green Thumb and his family um, and his uh, sister wife is heading back to Alabama, they um, goose is like, well, they look bad. I'm going to go kill him. And me as a goose is like, no! So I'm flying. It's all like, oh, 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 oh. So keep in oh. mind, also, while this is all happening, I'm in goose, and there is normal conversation as if I am a goose. My other party members, all they are hearing is just constant goose noises like this, the whole this, entire like, time. The honking and the hissing and everything. Oh, my gosh, yes. It, it was a good session. So then, you know, whenever I go try to case... Case chase the goose. When I get when I go to taste the goose, <laughs> it's like tasting the rainbow, but poultry. I, I'm trying to trying to save it, and then Baden gets a very inspirational speech, and I did not know in Dungeons and Dragons that you could actually stop violence with making a good point, and my character, for some reason. Even though I think Tyler had full intention of just wiping us out on that, like almost positive, we we would have died if we fought the goose. I am glad we did not fight the goose. And Baden was yeah, like, "Yeah, w- without me there, he probably would have killed you." Um, so, being totally transparent and meta, so um, Annie's character shot the goose. Yeah. Oh a, my gosh. Yes. A, as it was going to attack Farmer Green Thumb, uh, she did a fourth of its health in one hit. Really? Yeah. I thought it was ten times, like, more... Well, just just because something looks big and bad in D&D. Yeah. Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, geez. so just so everyone knows... Since the dog got do, tangled up in the cords. Yep, yeah, she's doing good. Um, She's doing great. She didn't so, know what she did. But, but no, the uh, the goose, like, it took... She hurt it, and it did quite a bit of damage. Uh, the act, And it was really funny, because all the geese, um, they had something called pack tactics... 
which means they all got advantage on any attacks when they were next to each other. So my whole plan was uh, someone would focus the big bad goose. Meanwhile, the little geese who had like virtually no health would just be, like constantly be like pestering people, like God, get away from me! I got attacked the big goose. Also, the big goose could breathe fire. Yes, and it almost killed a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was pretty intense. It was actually probably one of the most fun experiences I've had so far in that campaign because it was uh, it was the Vincent show. And Vincent, I mean Baden, my character, it practically I was talking the whole entire time as a goose. So something I, I think is really fun about Dungeons & Dragons is you can have a very, a, a very various different one. Okay, so one, that, that encounter could have gone any number of ways. Several honestly. different, yeah. Like... My intention was for you guys to fight and kill the goose, honestly. But you guys, I mean, Vincent was so anti-combat that I'm like, and he kept rolling and rolling, and everyone else was rolling and rolling and rolling. See, that strikes me funny, because up until that moment, Vincent's sort of been the instigator in dialogue. Yeah, he's kind of like, hey, eat shit. Yep. And he like walks into melee being a druid with no health and no like actual damaging weapons. And then he gets knocked unconscious most of the time. But anywho, um, so but you have these really fun moments where, like, all in all, like, I felt like that was a really good session. Like, it, it kind of gave Baden as a character some growth where he was kind of like, I don't have to solve everything with violence. Yeah. And then it gave the other characters growth because they realized that this, this creature, like, these beasts can be reasoned with. That not everything, like, again, has to be solved with violence, but it definitely could have been. Um... And Dungeons and Dragons is one of those games that, and I'm not going to get on a big tangent about this, but it's just so fun that you can do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's so fun. And we ended off the session where um, you guys um, you guys recovered some uh, work for someone in town. And the guy was like, hey, this is incomplete. I need dragon's blood. And you guys are like, oh, awesome. Let's go get some dragon's blood. Um, and you guys went off to meet a dragon. But the problem was, he's being attacked. By a what? What was it again, Vincent? Is a uh, giant that was covered in spores, along with miniature mushroom people. But then we had kobolds. Yeah, and actually, what do you remember? What happened at the end of the session? Um, hang on, I wrote this down in my note too. So you guys were watching this all happen from above, right? The the, the giant and the dragon fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were watching, and it. the kobolds were like, "Help! Help! We need help!" And I thought it was super funny because right before we ended, Sam looked at you both and like, all right, who are we helping? The dragon or the giant? The dragon or the giant? And everyone's like, well, of course we're going to help the fucking dragon. Dragons are awesome. And so you guys um, decided you're going to help the kobolds defeat the mushroom men. And so, like, imagine hearing that sentence. Like, you go to work one day, like, hey, man, what'd you do this weekend? Ah, oh, man, you know, uh, we, fought, we fought some geese, but we uh, talked the fire-breathing hell goose down. But uh, later in the day, we... Um, Went to go meet a dragon, but he was being attacked by a mushroom giant and his little minions, so we decided to help the kobolds defeat him. Sounds like a hell of a weekend. Right? Like, it, it just... I don't know. If you if no one here has played Dungeons & Dragons and you are interested, uh, and you know me personally, please let me know. Uh, I am always down to, uh, to play some more and get people into the hobby, because it is a hobby that is quickly growing and uh, needs more players. It's well, certainly met a resurgence. Well, you know, I'll tell you, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and we've talked about it in several different episodes, but it, it's just, it is so cool of how just anything can happen. But I am expecting us to screw up and like kill someone that we're not supposed to oh, kill. Yeah. Oh, and you guys have already done. You that. guys did that. Who? 
I, well, you'll never know. Well, <laughs> who, on, no, I can only reveal so much. No, who who was it? Because obviously we were supposed to kill him. We already killed him. I can't pull back the curtain. There. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's fine. I mean, we can't we'll, pull it we'll back. Pull, we'll pull back the curtain uh, when it actually comes up, and then like the big reveal happens, and you guys are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe." Let we me did just that. say this, Vince. Do you remember the nightmare? Yes. Whoops. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's, that's pretty funny, actually. Oh, God. Um, so anyways, but speaking of nerd stuff, uh, Justin and I have recently gotten into a game. Oh, boy. You want to you fill the crowd in on that? This is a game that many of you have heard, and it is a game that I have also known about for years and years and years. Everyone and years. has heard about this game. And it is also a game that I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not playing it. It looks stupid. And then Tyler came to... Uh, came up to me at work one day. He's like, "Hey, man, you should play this really, really stupid game." Well, he didn't say that. That's but that's typically how I get Justin to play games, anyway. Yep. And I was like, "Really? Like that's what you're playing right now? What? What? Why? Why should I play it?" And he was like, "Oh, it's really fun. We're doing." I like how this. Justin's still like trying to allude to it, but he hasn't actually said it yet. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, it's really fun. I've got a, a whole server set up, and me and Sam and Ben, we're we're all playing." And Annie, and I was like, all right, well, since all of you are playing, I guess I'll hop in here. The uh, magical game of Minecraft. Yes. It's almost as magical as the uh, World of Warcraft, but uh, the graphics aren't nearly as good. It's. It looks like it would run on a Game Boy. So I, I, have, this, I have this high-powered, like, insane computer, and I'm running Minecraft on it. Beautifully, oh, but yeah. running Minecraft. So, Vincent, have you ever played Minecraft? I have dabbled in it back whenever I was in middle school or high school, but I never—that was never really something I was interested in. I'm not gonna, excuse me, I'm not gonna lie. I can't build things worth shit. So, for those of you that don't know, I feel like we do this all the time. <laughs> for those, for those of, you, of you who don't know, for those of you who haven't heard of Oxygen, <laughs> um, uh, so Minecraft is a game in which uh, it's all based around cubes essentially like everything is a cube uh except for like there's certain objects like water and like torches and like things items and stuff that aren't cubic but like the world itself is set up in cubes and then those cubes in turn are made up like pixels and everything graphics aren't so great um and there are there's uh modifications and texture packs that you can download to change that but the whole point of the game is the world is your oyster well, we're playing a particular mode, survival. Yeah. So there's and there's different variations. So there's creative, which means you can just you, you can't die. Yeah. Um, you can spawn in infinite amount of items. You can build whatever. You can destroy blocks instantly. You, you build them instantly. Yada yada yada. In survival, you have health. You have hunger. Um, you can die. Mobs go after you. You could drown in lava, which I have done twice now. Yeah, and that was within, what, 20 Basic, minutes? Ba yeah, basically in Minecraft hell, um, I died in lava twice. And the reason that matters, I discovered, um, is as you're playing in this mode and you kill things and dig things up, you get experience. And the experience gets you levels in which you can turn in for enchantments is there other stuff you can turn it in for no that's pretty much all experience is used for is enchantments. So, so anyway once you get like your equipment and stuff enchantments. you get to the point where you can assign enchantments to it 
yeah. making it better, like above just average equipment. Well, and, an example is like an iron sword, which yeah. is like mid tier. You can enchant it to. Oh, I threw it right in the basket. You sure did. Um, you can enchant it to be able to maybe do extra damage to spiders or undead or sharp like sharpness five. Right. And in order to do that, though, you need to turn in your experience to get it done. Right. Now, when you die, yeah, all that experience that you build up goes away. Yep, it's all gone. Um, it, it it is a it, it can be a very unforgiving game, and uh, a lot of people don't think like there there is some skill applied to Minecraft in terms of. Just knowing where to stand during combat. Where to stand, what's safe to dig, what isn't. Yes. Like, there are actually, you'd be shocked at how many ways you can die in the game. But anywho. Um, I typically only die by monsters that you spawn in. Yep. That's yeah. how I've died. Um, and the best part is because uh, Annie and I uh, are the operators on the realm, um, we're able to access all kinds of different modes and creatures and stuff like that. Yeah, so... And so sometimes I'll just decide to spawn in a bunch of monsters to attack my friends. Which is awful, because I... Like I said, I'd never played the game before. I installed it and joined the realm and went to bed. I did not play. When I went to bed, I watched videos on, like, how to get started in Minecraft. Like, beginner's tutorials. What the hell am I supposed to be doing? They were hosted by a 15-year-old. Yeah, probably. And I hey watched Hey, guys. These... Jared here. <laughs> well, welcome to Jared's channel. Mom! <laughs> so, I watched these videos, and I got a pretty decent grasp on what I was supposed to do. The next day, I come downstairs, I log on, and I... Go to I go far away from everybody just to like try to learn how to do this shit on my own. I build like this primitive cube of a house that I can sleep in and I like found this little cave and I'm in there digging away and I, I got myself set up. Well, later that night, Tyler comes home from work and he's like, all right, we're all going to get together and do this. So all the experience that I had earned doing this stuff on my own. Uh, yeah, a I, couple of levels. I was probably like 12 to 15, somewhere in there. I go and find Tyler, and we're all like palling around, digging stuff up, building stuff. And then he got the urge to summon, what were they? That's called a Ravager. And yep. it's basically, I, I imagine a rhino. Uh, actually, okay, so imagine a bull, right? It's got two horns on the side of its head, pretty large. But uh, it's uh, like... Dark gray and satanic and dumb, and it does a lot of damage and yep. doesn't take a lot of damage. And guess who hadn't built armor yet because I was new. Well, I think and actually you guys ended up killing like the first two that I spawned, and then um, you got in your inventory to look at something, and yep. I spawned another one, and I didn't realize it. And so I died while I and was... And you died. Picking through my inventory. And to be honest, I felt pretty bad, but... Uh, you know, that's sometimes how the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. But it is a game that, if you guys have never played and experienced before, um, it's... I, I think everyone should play it at least once. I think it is an interesting game that's... It's different. You it's, know what, Vincent? Your laptop could probably run it. That's it, actually a... That's a very good point. I will tell can. you, the, the words you guys were speaking, it literally sounded as if I was listening to someone talk goose. 
Because all I just heard was because I did not understand well, a word yeah, you said. It, it's it's one of those games where there is like the only learning curve is just like okay, so my wooden pickaxe is good against rocks, but my rock pickaxe is good against wood, valuable rocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, but my valuable rocks pickaxe is good against really valuable rocks. That's basically the okay. only learning curve there is. Gotcha. Like, there's something there's and there's there's a real, there's actually really complicated stuff in Minecraft. People have built working phones. Yeah, they built working game calculators Boys and stuff like that. So like there are some super advanced mechanics that you could pull Jeez. off. But we don't play like that. Nope. Because we're all pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh, I like to think. But kind of changing gears here. Well, I'm watching the uh, playing with the dog down here in the basement kind of reminded me of this topic. So. For those of you that know Annie and I, we have two dogs, Kyrie and Pumpkin. Um, Vincent, you want to describe Pumpkin? Yeah. um, Imagine a miniature warthog. That is what Pumpkin looks like. Essentially. Yeah. To a freaking T, without the tusks. I think they're just hidden behind her jowls. She, so she's a Bulldog Sharpe mix. Mm-hmm. Um, she honestly does not have a mean bone in her body, but nope. I don't think she realizes how strong she is. She's just a big lump of muscle. Yeah. yeah. She, and if you look, like, she is, she actually has muscle tone. Like, she is, she's jacked. She's ripped. Um, so, don't even, don't, don't. So, and then Justin, you want to describe Kyrie for our audience? See, here's the thing though. If I describe Kyrie, it's going to be one thing. And if Vincent describes Kyrie, it's going to be something entirely different. But but that's why I'm asking you and not Vincent. Kyrie is, she is an absolute sweetheart, unless you're also a dog. Yes. She loves pumpkin, but other dogs, not so much. She is a. uh, Australian Shepherd. Yes. But she, I would say she was probably the runt. She's a bit smaller than normal Australian Shepherds, I would say. Um, she is an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. And I, I remember you and Annie's first date together. Yeah. Annie had just got uh, Kyrie. She was like six, seven weeks yeah, old. Not, she was not. She was a big. little, little tiny thing. And I got the babysitter. Yeah, or a puppy day, sitter, I guess. The day. Yep. So my my memories and my uh, view of Kyrie is very positive. You remember that time Kyrie took a big dump on all your clothes, Vincent? That's why I don't describe <laughs> Kyrie. Because my opinion is that she literally is just a walking shit dumpster. Because she took a nice, good old-fashioned poo on my clothing. I don't think Kyrie's ever been much fond of Vincent. Yeah. Either. No, she. I, I, don't I mean, blame her to be honest. When I go over now, she she gets pretty involved. Pumpkin is like all over me. Like she full of pretty life. much. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's she'll lick like, your bald head. She does actually. I'll tell you what. It is not a bad feeling. Oh god. Oh gross. When getting licked in the head by a dog, it really it's like it's affectionate. Hey, hey, Nova, come over hey, here. Any any single ladies out there that want to lick a bald man's head? Uh, hit Vincent up. Also, if there are... 8675309. Also, if anyone really wants to lick my bald head, I I mean, <laughs> I, like, I am not at all going to... I thought you were going a different direction no. Vincent. I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're an explicit <laughs> podcast, but we want to stay monetized. See, I'm not I'm not going to fetish... 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 Shame fetish at all. Fetish Alfredo. <laughs> at all. But uh, if you really wanted to lick my head, um, all you have to do is ask. 
Just my bald head. Censor. No. Censor. No, I'm my bald head. Cut, cut, well, cut the mic. Cut the okay, mic. Okay, all right. I meant. Never mind. I meant Beep. the. Hey guys, welcome back to the Uninstalled Podcast. Oh As always, I am your not idiot host, Tyler. <laughs> Joined with my uh, other not idiot ho- idiot host Justin. Hello, everybody. And that's it. That's all about the podcast. <laughs> no, but uh, I think everyone gets that you're just a disgusting monster, Vincent. But anyways, the reason so the reason I bring all this up. This is why they didn't let Kyrie. They didn't let you babysit yeah. Kyrie. Well, I mean, I sh- I should not babysit so, any sort of animal. Like you want you want to uh, tell the tell the pod what your nickname for pumpkin was? Uh, <laughs> what was the, I actually forgot Blumpkin. Blumpkin. <laughs> Blumpkin. Yes, I called her Blumpkin. And uh, I sure did. Vincent thought that was the funniest thing. I thought I it was hilarious. Uh, and because Vincent's a monster. <laughs> so the whole reason I bring all this up is uh, Justin kind of touched on it where Kyrie is really dog aggressive. And it's unfortunate. It really sucks because, you know, like Justin just got a dog recently. Yeah. Her name's Nova. Black, solid black German Shepherd. Uh, very sweet dog. And that's the dog that we've been playing with this whole time. Vincent himself is a dog. So it'd be nice. Woof. It'd be nice <laughs> to uh, you know have the dogs be civil around him. But like you know, a couple other people that we worked with have recently gotten some dogs. Yeah. And around the same time we yeah. got ours, actually. Uh, and it's it's really funny, like not having any kids. It's easy to do doggy play dates, and I think they're just as enjoyable personally. So we uh, on my off day on Tuesday. I decided that I was going to test the limits of Kyrie's dog hatred, and uh, one of my uh, friends and coworkers, the cu- or couple, uh, they just recently got a dog, and she's some kind of uh, a shepherd. She's got a long tail. Um, also, I think she's a she, maybe she's I think she acts as some sort of collie. It's like a, like a collie Australian shepherd looking thing. Yeah, but anyway, so but she's she's really young, real little. Uh, she's only a couple months old. Meanwhile. Both of my girls are three years old. So I took Pumpkin over, knowing full well that she'd get along with both, or that dog. So this is how it went. I brought the Kyrie's muzzle just in case, but she didn't originally wear it. Or she, I didn't put it on her, like, immediately. So we get there. I hand the uh, uh, Pumpkin off to Josh, um, who had a hold of her, and he brought her in the backyard immediately... Pumpkin and Luna got along. Like, they were running around the yard and everything. And Pumpkin always, when she's having a good time, she always poops within 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. And she only pooped within 10. So, so just, a great just like her dad. Yep. Um, wait a wait, second. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why I have my poop bucket over here on my side of the table. No, um, but anyway. This so podcast that, is so, going to hell. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> so, we were, um, we were, they were running around in the backyard. Meanwhile, Kyrie is going absolutely ballistic with crying. And I'm like, someone's going to call the police because they're going to think I'm Michael Vicking this poor dog. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, I know. I did that. I went there. Yep. So. Already in the crapper. Um, I was like, okay, Kyrie, calm down. Uh, Luna came up to the gate of the fence and Kyrie bit and she actually bit into the fence and her gums were bleeding everywhere because that's how hard she bit. I'm like, well, this is going horribly. I put Kyrie in the car. Pumpkin jumps the fence to get to me and then just starts sprinting out in the street. And I'm like, great. So no, this no, dog's no, bleeding no. and the other one's going to die. Perfect. That's that's what I wanted to deal with on my off day. Uh, I got Pumpkin back because I said, you want to go to Green Grandpa's? And they're like, <gasps> and then they meet. She pumpkin oh, jumped to the car. Why do they love grandma and grandpa's? Uh, because they have a big yard they can run in and my parents spoil them. And yeah. They also have a friend. Oh, yeah. So, um, Sammy, 
is my parents' dog, who's Kyrie's litter mate that Kyrie also gets along with. And they love to, to romp around my parents' yard. So anyways, so I got Pumpkin back, put her back over the fence, tried to get Kyrie out. Pumpkin jumped over the fence again while I've got a Kyrie, like, in my arms because she is going absolutely... She's basically the dog equivalent of screaming at this other dog. And her face is covered in blood. So it was, it was horrific. It's like a rabid yeah. animal at this point. Um, and so I put Kyrie inside their house and let her chill. Meanwhile, I went back outside to make sure that uh, Pumpkin didn't jump the fence again looking for me. Uh, and all went fine and well. And eventually I'm like, okay, Kyrie looks like she's calmed down a little bit. Let me bring her outside. Little did I know she was not calm. And she kept trying to go after her, uh, which was kind of terrifying because... You don't want someone's dog. You don't want your dog to bite another person's dog. No, nope. oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would I would feel sick to my stomach when they're like, oh, yeah, like, I told them, like, she's dog aggressive. And they're like, okay, well, we'll try to break her of it. Even then, you know what I mean? Like, even if they know the uh, potential, uh, what's the word? Potential risk. Risk. risk involved in it, it's still not right. So I w- I'm, like, terrified. So I'm holding Kyrie pretty, you know, pr- holding her back pretty hard. And eventually, uh, they have a little kiddie pool that they use for their dog. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and fill it up. And uh, Pumpkin, because Pumpkin loves the water, Kyrie loves the water. And it was pretty warm outside. It had just ra- it wasn't warm. It was humid, really hot and humid. Yeah. So they filled the pool up and with immediately, like, Pumpkin heard water hitting a pool <laughs> and was in the pool. Um, Kyrie pulled me to the pool and laid down completely. And for those of you that haven't seen my dog or haven't seen an Australian Shepherd, they have very thick fur. So And pants. And, and pants. Um, it's basically like getting a mop wet. So she laid down completely and Luna walked up and I wasn't paying attention. And they touched noses without biting. And I almost shit my pants because literally like that happened. Like Kyrie laid down in the pool. They kind of sniffed butts and touched noses. That was it. I was... It sounds similar to how me and Vincent met. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we literally um, hated each other. Um, His his gums were bleeding. I was just all over the floor just pooping. Sniff butts? Vincent was on his stomach, and he he was uh, showing off his genitals. I was. In a show of submission. Yep. Um, And then we touched noses, and here we are doing a podcast that no one will no longer listen to because we are just digging that hole. But no, it was was the craziest experience because, you know, after a little while of them being calm, I let Kyrie off the leash, which is something I've never done with another dog being around. Yeah, you kind of just get the feeling. Yeah. You just know when it's... Safe. Okay. And um, anytime Luna got like, in her face, I mean, you know, no one likes getting in someone, or no one likes someone else directly in their face. She'd nip at her. But after that, they were off to the races and playing. Just playing around. And Carrie, um, the uh, girlfriend of Josh, uh, was, was there as well. They're not engaged yet? Um, spoilers? No, I don't know. That was a joke. Josh, um, put a ring on it. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny because I do listen to this. Oh, Actually, yeah. I really hope there's another Josh out there that also listens to this podcast, and now they don't it, know which it, Josh it, it is. It happens to be another Josh and Carrie couple, and they're like, oh, "You're gonna, oh, you're gonna," and he's like, "No, no, not no. me." Um, but she actually I'll do took, your wedding. Sorry. Uh, they actually what a what a plug. A I'm sorry, I had to. What a low plug. life plug. Um, so. But uh, Carrie actually got a really good picture of all three dogs in the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And she sent it to Annie, and I guess Annie almost started crying at work. 
Because, again, it's one of those things where, like... Because Annie's only known Kyrie to be aggressive to other dogs, exactly. too. So this was, like, a big step. It's, I mean, it's huge. You know what I mean? It, it, it'd be almost like your kid going through some kind of therapy, and all of a sudden, like, they make a major breakthrough. It's just, like... I, I, I'm still in shock, honestly. Because it's, it's, so, it's so relieving to be able to be like, hey, I actually... It's like a stress re- yeah. released off of my shoulders and everything. So To know that it's possible. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely there's possible. A, there's and then, hope. And I'm sure, you know, we'll take her back over there at some point. She'll be kind of crappy at first before she realizes who this other dog is. And then it'll be fine again. So that was that was another experience I had during our off time. Does anyone else have any fun stories? Uh, well, do we want to talk about animals? Because there was one time to where I tried to domesticate a goat. Did I ever tell you guys this story? Oh, at, at your parents' house. Yes, good. yes. So, um, pretty much, I my dad lives on um, a big, big, big piece of land and has essentially a farm. You know, I nothing like cows. Oh, it's great. It's nothing, not, nothing like cows nice. or pigs. But you know we have we had goats, uh, horses, donkeys, donkey, um, donkey. Um, we have chickens, roosters, uh, ducks, the Quail, whole kit and caboodle, pheasants, uh, pheasants um, those little annoying guinea hens, all of it. So my I wanted a goat before I went to college, so I got a goat. Her name was Dulcie. I don't know where that name cr- came from. I couldn't tell you. So Dulcie, do a dollar, but Dulcie. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, it was before I went off to college, and I wanted to domesticate this goat because I kept seeing videos of goats going in inside, and they thought it was cute. And I was like, I yeah, my cousin can't did do that. this. She had she had like a baby goat. And yeah. Raised it. Yeah. See, it's possible. Yep. Not for me. So I have Dulcie. She's probably about four or five months. Um, good. I mean, she was good inside. I mean, she was getting used to it, so she started going around with the dogs, but eventually everything was good. So I said, all right, I'm going to take her to bed. I, I went to bed. I was tired. So we go to bed. Everything's fine. She curls up next to me. It's cute. It's so good. I closed the door, you know, and everything was fine. I wake up 15 minutes later in just a dazed, sleepy, just what the hell's happening. And this this is a renaissance painting for you. I see goat pellets and piss all over my bed. And I see Dulcie looking at this closed door, just so confused, eh, just yelling at the top of her she lungs. Just, she takes a shit in your back, she's like, meh. No, that's exactly what happened. Let me out. She, she was so confused why she was there, and I, I'm so confused while my bed is just covered, and it was you know, just awful. I'm starting to draw a common denominator <laughs> as to animals and Vincent's bed. I feel, I feel like Vincent is like, he's like, like the opposite of Steve Irwin. He's like, Crocky, mate, look at this dog. And I was like, Argh. it's like, it's like, oh, uh, uh, Susan, oh, she's never been anyone. And I was like, Argh. Vincent, is it fair to say that maybe you did not give Kyrie a fair shake? Maybe animals just just so you know, <laughs> we are free of virus and threats. As far, I mean, we are Vince. Maybe not Vincent. Maybe not me. Yes. Maybe you didn't give Kyrie a fair shake. If if other animals seem to shit in your bed, maybe it was okay if she did it. So here's the yeah, thing. It seems, a little, it seems a little rude to single out a single animal. Well, she didn't shit in my bed. 
You're right. She, she didn't even shit in your bed, Vince. On my clothing. Nice. <laughs> even though I can't say anything, my cats have thrown up on my shirts many times. Wait, I can't it, say anything. Was it like all, when, when she shit on your clothes? It was, was it like liquid. liquid. Uh, it was, oh, yeah. It, it, it wasn't. She knew. I like how like he's like, whoa, whoa hold on. Let me tell you the amount of like dookie that this dog it, it's like that video clothes. of the guy talking about the wicked witch of the west right and he starts screaming oh, on top yes. of his lungs um but no Kyrie knew what she was doing <laughs> was, she was well aware of what was going to be coming out was and she, she would, looking at you in the eye when she did there no. was no eye contact because I didn't know what happened and then she wa- I was wondering where she was she walks back out and I'm like where the hell did she go oh she went to your room okay and I walked to my room and then and I it is immediate. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just imagine like the like the like it's like sharp. Like the smell would be sharp. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's and, um. And the best part is Kyrie has a smile. Like oh, whenever yeah. she's panting, so I'd imagine she just took that horrific dump on your clothes and she came back out, and we we're all like, "Oh, boo, boo, boo! Oh, who's who's so Kyrie? cute! Who's oh, who's so cute? Who's a good girl?" And Vince, it's like. <laughs> He's like lamenting his unfortune. Well, since we're talking about animals, why don't we talk about the rat adventures? No, we're not. We don't have time for that. Oh, no. We have time real quick for a uh, what was right. it, pizza roll story. So Yes, we do, Justin. Make a long, I'll, I'll start us off, and then you can finish this off. Fair enough. So, make a long story short, I was really depressed. <laughs> the end. The Thanks, end. everybody. It's um, what happens when you live with Vincent yes, for a certain so, amount of time. Um, I was, you know, kind of working a dead-end job, and I just moved out, and I was away from my family, no girlfriend, you know, all that kind of stuff, so I was just sad, and I needed an animal to take care of, um, so I got rats. Now, here's the thing. To this day, I still think rats are good pets. No, I yeah. just think I was a shitty owner. Yes. Yep. Um, you were. <laughs> which I completely agree with. I was not prepared. But at the same time, the girl you from PetSmart... You were given the wrong information. The girl from PetSmart is like, oh, this cage? I've got rats at home. They love this cage. Well, then she didn't tell me that her rats could probably squeeze through the bars. So what happened was I had I got two rats. Uh, one had a respiratory infection and died, which was sad. Um, then uh, I got two more. So there was a group of three. If you guys don't know, rats are social. So they need to be kept in groups of two or more. Um, preferably all of one gender or else they'll breed. Um, and... What happened? Uh, what happened within the last the next couple of weeks was a bunch. Uh, there's there's a there's a movie and there's like a book series and there's a TV series called A Series of Unfortunate Events, <laughs> and that is exactly what happened. Um, I think one. I don't. Oh my gosh! So one uh, met an unfortunate incident. Yes. One got released. Oh, it's actually so. One met an unfortunate accident, and two got released. Yes, I, that's 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 what happened. So um, one, it was actually really mean and kept biting, and so I just kind of took it outside and just let it go. And domesticated rats can't really survive outside, so I'm sure it croaked and it goose ate it. Um, the <laughs> they, other one, they were mean geese. The other one, uh, I'll let Justin kind of fill in what happened to that rat. And then the last one, um, one of the rats chewed the water line and flooded the people underneath us. So They they chewed the ice-making water line to our fridge, releasing a ton of water onto the floor, and that water made its way down the drywall into our loving neighbor beneath us. 
He was a really nice guy. No, he was a great guy. He, he dealt with actually a lot of stupid stuff um, he did. So, Vince, I talked to Vincent, and I'm like, we have to get rid of this cage in case someone comes in and they come looking for it. So, one, like, early in the morning one day, Vincent and I took the cage with a single rat still in it. We got the one rat out, and then we threw the rest of the cage in a dumpster to get rid of all the evidence. So, uh, there was that. Uh, Justin, you want to fill us in onto the fate of the, uh, the luckiest rat of them all? Well, the luckiest rat of them all... Broke out of the cage the most often oh, of yeah. them all. Um, and this one had been loose for probably two days, and we were unable to catch it. We had it pinned one time under the couch in the living room. and Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we had it pinned, and we, we had it corralled, and all we, Vincent all, had we all had a job. We all had a job, and Vincent's job was to simply... Uh, Keep it, or, or actually corral it from coming out from underneath the couch in, the, like, the forward position. Me and Tyler had the rest of it covered. So we lift the couch, and the rat takes off right towards Vincent. And we're like, all right, we got it. Well, Vincent panics. And, and then recoils in fear. Yep. And the rat jumps over Vincent's arm takes off and runs into the kitchen and we are unable to find it we're assuming it's behind the fridge and we're like great it's gonna cut the water line again and our loving neighbor downstairs is gonna get another shower well we were unable to catch it we had a stakeout that night yep there's a picture uh floating around there on facebook of me and a stormtrooper helmet with a uh, pellet gun yep with our dent with our dining room table flipped over yep with to keep it sticky in the traps yes. and food and stuff to try to lure it out and it didn't work unfortunately this rat was smart but i was smarter so we all went to work the following morning, and uh, I left work early that day, and I came home to fire up some pizza rolls, and I go into the kitchen, I preheat the oven, and go back into the my, into my room, because only savages make pizza rolls in microwaves. Fair enough. I agree. Uh, I turn on the TV, I'm watching TV for a while, the oven beeps. I go into the kitchen, uh, load up the the cookie sheet full of pizza rolls, and slide them into the oven. <laughs> Slam that door shut, set the timer, and back into the room I go. I forget what I was watching. It might have been Game of Thrones, that first season. Maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> Vincent had me watching it at one point. I did. Anyway, I hear the, the beep from the timer going off. I come back out of my room make my way into the kitchen and i hear this uh this screeching this screaming screeching noise and i'm like well i know that rat's in here where's he at and i'm i'm like listening around the kitchen like behind the fridge no not quite under the under the sink no no he's not in there and i was like well whatever i'm not gonna let my pizza rolls burn so I open up the uh, the oven. or I reach for the oven and I hear this bang 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 like against the the broiler of the oven. Now, for those of you who don't know, the broiler kind of sits underneath the oven. It's like that drawer that you can well most ovens you can store things in, but like our oven was strictly a broiler. Yeah, you can't. You could if it's like solid like iron, like if it yeah. could be heated repeatedly. Um, but yeah, you're not supposed to store most things down there. Continue. It was like, bang, 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 bang. 
And I like open the oven door, pull my pizza rolls out, and I was like, fuck was that? that? Bang, 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 bang. I shut the oven door. And then I, I, I start to like piece together what's happening here. And I, I've reached down and like half grimacing, just like slowly open the broiler to the oven. I'm like sick to my stomach. <laughs> and there, there is our uh, escapee half glued to the uh. bottom of the broiler. <laughs> Um, screeching, uh, I, I panicked, I'm in my underwear because I'm, I'm home early, which is, uh, we had a no pants rule at our apartment. Yeah, we actually did. So I'm in my underwear and a wife beater and I'm standing there freaking out. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, what, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like looking around and I see a spatula and I'm like, oh, I got to get it out. So I like go to try to get it out, and that's when I realized it was melted to the uh, the bottom of the broiler. The oh bottom of the God. broiler, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I, I'm like, "Do I call Tyler? What do I do?" So I scrape like <laughs> scrape it out of the broiler, and it is rock hard at this point. It is dead, hard as a rock, and I I'm standing there with this rat on a spatula, and. I'm like, what do I do? What, how do I get rid of this thing? So I walk down the steps, open up the front door, full just underwear and wife beater. I walk down to the lake, and I just, like, dump it, God. like, right next to the lake. I walk back inside, and here's the saddest part of the whole story. You ate the pizza rolls. No. I had to throw them away. <laughs> Biggest waste of pizza Those are, rolls. That's like the most tragic pizza rolls ever. Like he's just staring at it, and all he can picture is like twenty-four individually cooked 40. rats. Oh, you know what I mean? You're yeah. just like looking at the tray, and all you see is like all like little cooked rats, and you're like, mm, maybe yeah. not. I'm actually so, glad you did not eat them, though. I am super glad you. I was extremely. You know, it's, sad. it's really funny when he does. He actually did eat them, but he claims that he didn't. Oh, no, I mean, I can believe that. I couldn't do it because I. Think, you just I see Justin like, crying, just cramming <laughs> pizza. No, so <laughs> got PTSD. So the worst part of the whole thing is we were having a party that night. We had yep. some people come over. Um, <laughs> was that the night where we had our other roommate? Was that the night where we had that people was, over? It was that night. It was, was that, that night. Was that the night Parker came? Was it that party? No, 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 no. I don't think so, because I... Or was this Jungle Juice night? This was Jungle Juice Oh, this night. was... Oh, where we had a literal tub full like, of... Those, like those $3 tubs you can get at Walmart, like yep. the giant ones. Yeah. And we had to just... empty like half of it, because we could not finish all... Oh, yeah, it was pretty gross. you drank it well past its expiration Oh, day. God, yeah. But anywho... Anyways, so yeah, we I, had a party. I was taking a shower, and Annie and I had just recently started dating, and... Uh, Kyrie, the dog we mentioned earlier. Yes. So, and at the time, uh, Justin was off and on with a uh, young lady named Mary Tracy, and she was over, and <laughs> so I was in the shower. Annie and Mary were outside, and Kyrie goes down by the lake, and <laughs> she comes uh, hopping back with you know just just happy as just, shit, just some pep in her step. Turns out she had a uh, a rock rat, a half cooked. In her mouth, uh, Annie starts freaking out because she wants me to come out and see it. <laughs> well, Kyrie took it right upstairs. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I'm like, I'm in the shower, just take a picture, blah, 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 blah. Well, and Mary was like, ah, don't be such a baby. I'll take care of it. Takes the rat and just chucks it in the lake. Good plunk. 
and I never got to see it, but I can only imagine how horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah, guys, thank you. Uh, it was nice uh, for us to be able to do podcasts, and then now we no longer will. With yeah, this thank, episode. thanks for joining us for our uh, very Last. short journey. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you guys don't email us topics. Yeah, you get, you get shit like this. Just <laughs> make sure that you know. We we really do mean it. If any, if there's anything that you guys would like us to talk about or research, just throw it on our Facebook page, yep. uh, the Uninstalled Podcast. Uh, we look at it <laughs> daily. Um, and so does she. So on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and cut it off yep. because uh, someone's too excited. Very thanks for listening. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Also, uh, bye's. Thanks, guys. And we're also on iTunes. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're on iTunes we're now. We're on iTunes now. Yeah, hopefully everyone listens, you know, a minute 15 in. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>